Hello and welcome to the second episode of Juggle Jabber. I'm at Cottbus Juggling Convention in Germany and I'm about to talk to Luke Burridge. Juggle Jabber! Hi, my name is Daniel and this is Juggle Jabber, the show where I interview jugglers in Europe about their expertise. You can watch us talk on YouTube or listen to the audio version on SoundCloud. This program was made possible by the IJA who generously offered to sponsor me. So thank you IJA. In this episode I talk with Luke Burge and mostly about combat. Luke is a professional juggler who mostly performs on cruise ships and he's a regular guest at juggling conventions so you might know him from this. And he has many side projects like the running the top 40, uh, he hosts the vlog, he moderates many shows and he's running Fight Night Combat. If you don't know what combat is, it's a game where two jugglers juggle three clubs and try to hit out the clubs of their opponents until only one juggler is left standing juggling a cascade and Luke develops and maintains the ranking system called Fight Night Combat and I find this very interesting so we talk about this for half an hour so if you're ready for it, I'm ready for it sit down and enjoy my conversation with Luke Burridge we're drinking um, pineapple juice because you sent me a message saying, hey, we're going to have some drinks. Do you want beer? Do you want wine? Or do you do want some juice? Like pineapple juice. And I was like, pineapple juice would be fantastic. One of my favorite juices. You know, favorite I never juice. ever had pineapple juice before in my life, actually. I just realized. Hmm? Never. I did, I did notice that you'd never had pineapple juice because when you poured the pineapple juice, you didn't shake it first. I did, I did, I did. Yeah, but this is, this is not, not shaken not enough. Not it's got not enough bits in it. It can, oh, can tell sorry. it's a little bit. Don't worry about it. Okay. We can shake the last bit before we. No, no, that's fine. Let's move on to this. I've also got a bit of a cold. I'm, uh, 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 yeah, so if I'm. So I'm talking a bit like this and I'm biting it because I've got a cold. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Thanks for joining us anyway. No problem. Like the last, uh... So, what's this topic of conversation for, for Juggle Jabba? Well, first thing, of course, uh, where do people who watch this might know you from? Because yeah. you've been around for a long time. Yeah, you asked me about that. Scene thing. Yeah, and and you're like, well, how do we, like, how can you list the things that I've done? Because I've done quite a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I realized... That's an understatement, right? So. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, if you've been around, I've been juggling for like 20, 25 years now or something, so, uh, or maybe longer, no, about 25 years. So, of course, if you've been juggling 25 years, everybody who's been juggling 25 years and is a professional juggler or is just, you know, hanging around has done a mm -hmm. lot and seen a lot. But I realize that what happens when people meet me, I can, I can tell when they first got into the juggling scene, when they first started going to conventions or when they first got online, from what they think that I'm famous for. Yeah. So what happened is that people who knew me right back in the day when I was one of like four or five jugglers who had a website and put videos of themselves and other people's juggling on the website, people go, oh, I know you from the Luke Burgess thing on the net, which was the, my website back in like 99, 2000, 2000, like that. And then people go, oh, Luke, they meet me in a convention. They're like, oh, Luke, are you going to be hosting Renegade? And I'm like, okay, you got in, you, your first EJC was 2003, 2004 sometime around there, mm -hmm. 2002, 2003, 2004. Because I know, because if people think I'm a person who hosts Renegade, I've literally not hosted a Renegade at an EJC since 2004. 
you know. So as I go through what I what what I like what people know me for, and they put, other people go, oh, juggling podcasts, that's what they know me for. Me and Polar, yeah. And the same thing happens to Polar as well. People will say some of her. Uh, catchphrases but because we haven't done the juggling podcast since 2008 literally eight years ago is when we did the last juggling podcast loads of people in that time knew us from that or knew me from that juggling podcast the interviews kind of like this you were just saying before as well did 68 episodes of the juggling podcast and they're all still there if you go to lukeburge.com forward slash I don't know, but juggling podcasts, whatever you know, that kind of easy Yeah, so uh, so so people know me from those from those different things and hosting hosting shows on and uh, like hosting open stages at EJCs and organising open stages at EJCs and things like that. We're at the Cotbus Juggling Convention in the sleeping hall now. So mm-hmm. Yeah. In case people are wondering what the kids are doing running around the background. I was going to mention it, but you don't really see the beds from. No, the no, no, I think this is pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, so, but what did you want to talk? And those are just th- some things that I've got up to. But you were, you had some more specific yeah, cause, questions. Because now one of the things you're you're famous for here is definitely like the the whole the whole combat scene. Cause, uh, yes. Because you were invited here in Cottbus to do the fight night, right? Um, no, I wasn't invited. I I I was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I just decided to come down and organise it uh, myself. I was thinking of taking part, but I didn't need to take part in the end. Because Jochen came down and he, mm-hmm. he took part, so I was like, I'll let him, I'll let him do this. <laughs> no, the, the reason is, is because, um, it's because coming up is the... Well, if we go back a bit, the, the, the combat, the, the, the um, fight night combat, goes back to round about 2000 and Three two thousand and four, where I was organising combat tournaments. It was team combat tournaments, mm-hmm. which were very popular. I did one of the EJ, two EJCs, and the IJA festival in America, and some other conventions. We and it was team combat, so teams of two or teams of three, and that worked pretty well. It, we ran it in the afternoon. It was kind of modelled after like the volley club tournaments. So, you mm-hmm. know, you get together in the afternoon, spend a few hours, and you come out with a winner. Um, but then Bob Carr, um, he took. Well, he didn't take that, but he kind of went, right, let's do combat in a different way. Let's just do one-on-one combat. We'll make it into a more of a late-night thing. And we get the, the top jugglers from the conventions, like the performers who have been invited to perform, mm-hmm. get them to play combat against each other, make it more of a show, like introduce them like in a boxing or a wrestling match or something, get them to come in. One-on-one combat. Is it more entertaining than team combat? Yes, yeah, I think it is. It, it's actually the most important thing it's, it's much more simple or it's a lot less complex. So with teams, it's like, what's your team? Oh, it's you and you need a partner. So if one person mm-hmm. comes up and they don't have a team member yet, oh, you've got to find a team member for them to play with. And then what is the team called? Is it just this person and this person? You know, there's lots of different questions to ask with team combat that don't need to be done with one-on-one Especially fight Especially because most fights end up one-on-one anyway. Like, it's just a series yeah. of one-on-one fights in most team plays. Yeah, it does happen. However, my favourite kind of combat is team combat. Two-person, two two-person combat, fight against each other. We played that a lot in Berlin over the years. Less now, because, you know, people got kids and families and jobs and things like that. But there was, there was a, like, four, five, six of us who would every every week twice a week in berlin get together and we'd rotate around the different groups you know there was me flo jochen jochen, jochen two jochen <laughs> jj and dj jochen um uh, rufus alex from berlin 
uh, Owen as well for a while, and yeah. you know, and Nicholas and lots of people in Berlin. And it was always we'd get together, we'd do some single combat, like group combat, where everyone plays together to fight, mm-hmm. like the first one to win five points, yeah. like when gets through, and then we'd do games, uh, the, the the teams, and we'd rotate the team members around, always playing up to seven points, two clear points wins, and we'd just do that all the time. That is actually my favourite kind of combat. One on one combat though is just like the most entertainment, uh, most entertaining to watch like mm-hmm. as a as an event and it's the easiest to organize as an event so after bob and me running these tournaments for years um from maybe like 2005 through to what well, yeah, yeah over 10 years yeah it's been since 2005 but these tournaments only ever happened if i was at a convention or bob was at a convention and enough of our friends from Berlin or other people were just around and were like, oh, let's do a fight night. Oh, should we do a fight night? Yeah, we'll do a fight night. But there was no way for other people... No, don't do that. They've got holes in them. This, these are very old conventioneering <laughs> chairs. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, this one just goes, just goes straight through. Um, oh, now I've got my hand stuck. Ah. Okay, so yeah, so it was... These fight nights were only happening when me and Bob were there and there was enough people that were like, oh, let's put it together. And there was no set structure. It was like whoever turned up, oh, do you want to be in the final? Yeah. And then we'll have like nine people. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. nine people want to sign up. How are we? You know, and it was always like mismatched and not working the tournament structures. But also it was very exclusive. Like, so people, if you were a good combat player and you wanted to take part, sure, you could take part. But we'd have had to have seen you play combat late night at an EJC, ah, you know, yeah, like yeah, in those big things. Kind of uh, you know, people play for, uh, and we go, oh, you're pretty. Oh, we should get him. We should get him in to do the thing. So all of these events were invitational only, and yeah, just like who, who me and Bob and Jochen and Flo, like who we spotted and like mm-hmm. come on, come in and do this and do this fight night. So uh, so that's what it was for years. But then I realised oh, the tournaments are good, but often you'd get like you'd get like. M- like two win, two previous winners of the tournament, they'd be facing each other in the first round just because oh, what does seeding mean? You know, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, so I kind of came up with a better qualification where lots of people play one-on-one matches and things like that, and to come up with uh, that, and then did made a ranking system based uh, quite heavily on the uh, the ATP, the Association of Tennis Professionals, the, mm-hmm. the their, their tournament structure. Because tennis tournaments are one-on-one tournaments, knockout, you know, elimination, knockout, going through like yeah. that. So it's it fit very closely with the with the fight night style, where you normally have eight or twelve or sixteen players, straight knockouts, goes through to the final. And yeah, different. The bigger the tournament, the more the tournament's worth. Count up the points all the time for the last fifty-two weeks and stuff like that. So in two thousand thirteen, I, uh, I put that kind of thing together. It became a project and it uh, kind of worked out. Yeah, I was just about to say, it worked really, really good. Like now yeah. there's a tournament at every small convention mm. because everybody just needs, just, has this crave for virtual points or to, to end yeah. up in the in the Berlin Yeah, well final. it's certainly like that in the, in the Netherlands, in the UK and in Germany and in Poland and some other places, there are lots of, there's like most conventions will have a fight night tournament. Mm-hmm. But it went from, in 2012, before I started doing this, there was like, two or three tournaments. There was one every year, the EJC, the Berlin Convention, Rostock, and then a random other tournament somewhere else will have just banned it. Like, the, I found out, oh, in Hungary, they're like, oh, the Hungarian Convention, yeah. we had these fight nights and we t- we did this thing, we took the best top four people and going, but you know, there was nothing, there was no connection between what we were doing at the EJC and in Berlin, uh, well, there was. It was me and Bob who were organising them yeah. and stuff like that. And of but course, you'd know the good players through all the games because everybody yeah. have a big 
yeah, competition the, there, but it's very unorganized and yeah, it's just whatever happened in, yeah. the, in the nights and stuff like that. So we went, we went from having four, um, four tournaments per yeah. year, mm -hmm. um, and then just a few weeks ago, it's a bit, a little bit less now, but a few weeks ago in the rankings, in the fifty-two week rankings, so you look at all of the results from the last fifty-two weeks, there was fifty-two tournaments registered. So and about four hundred and twenty players who had taken part in that fifty-two uh, week period. Oh no, was it four thirty? Four thirty. We looked at it yesterday, wasn't mm -hmm. it? About four hundred and thirty yeah. players in fifty-two tournaments yes. in fifty-two weeks. It's a bit less now because some tournaments didn't happen this year, like Hamburg and Halle and Nuremberg and Brussels. Brussels. Dumbledays. Yeah, yeah. There was like six or seven tournaments which took part in October and November last year, which didn't take place this year. So it's a, a little bit less now, but still, this year I think forty-eight tournaments this year so far. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's still yeah. still pretty that's still pretty good. So to go from four tournaments to forty eight tournaments in two thousand thirteen. Wait, it's about four years. So so I started the rankings at the end of two thousand thirteen, but I classed January two thousand thirteen as like the cutoff date. Like that's mm -hmm. when the records start, you yeah. know, because that's when I started going. Ah, oh, we should organize it. You know, doing a bit more organizing that way. So yeah, tournaments two thousand thirteen. So it was pretty much two thousand fourteen when I really started pushing for not just me to organize this, but I met, like I say, I came up with a tournament structure where if you'd have taken part in the fight night that I ran, you kind of know how to do it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that. Oh, you get these, you do these forums, everyone plays each other, you and you take the thing. best eight people, and then have a knockout tournament. And it's, a, and it's a format, you know, it becomes a format, which means I don't have to do it. And I made an, an easy form for people to send me the results and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it works out. So yeah, so it went from, you know, in 2014. So in about three years, we went from four, five, six tournaments in 2013, or seven tournaments in 2013, to 48 tournaments so far this yeah. year. Yeah, so that's, that's, what I've been, that's what I've been working on. And again, learning lessons from other sports. For example, if you can have a year's rankings, mm -hmm. the thing is with the big tournaments, this happens in tennis and it happens in golf and things like that. The big tournaments happen at the start of the year and in spring and then summer. And then you're going, well, it, who's number one at the end of the year is like decided after the EJC. So like, mm -hmm. if because the, the EJC is such a big tournament, you go, well, whoever wins the EJC is probably gonna be the top ranked player. So, um, so you have to have a reason for people to still go to the small conventions later on. So that's why I, last year I organized the European Masters, which is like the, uh, the end of year finals, like the, um, like the Golf Players Championships or whatever it is, and the, and the, the ATP and WTA, you know, the, the end of year finals where you get the best, you know, like in, in tennis it's the best eight players, in golf it's the top 32 players of the tour of the whole year, and get them together for a final tournament and hopefully that'll help decide who's really the best. And that's what we did last year. It was pretty successful this year. We've got um, one person can't make it, Julius can't make it, but otherwise we've just decided last night at the, at the, at the fight night, we decided the top 10 players, actually it's the top 11 players because Julius isn't there. So we've, yeah. got, we've got 10 of the top 11 players yes. coming to Berlin in a three weeks time and that'll be the big finals. We'll stream it live on Facebook or whatever, wherever we can, or YouTube or wherever we can, wherever we can stream it. So by doing this, by having this end of year finals, everyone who would be taking part in who like towards the end of the year people are like oh i've got to get like one more tournament and this is a big tournament and stuff like that so you've got to come here and last night we had was it 24 players or something yeah, like that yeah i was surprised and it was, there's like almost 24 people in the whole convention yeah i mean it's a very small convention <laughs> but like everyone was like oh let's do it and we had loads of people signed up for the first time which was really good fun but then there was some good players down from berlin flow very mm -hmm. good um Alex, Martin, Stefan Cipra, uh, Jochen, of course, DJ. So even though it was a small convention, we had like six top 25 players or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's actually a very difficult uh, tournament to, yeah. to, 
to, to win and things like that. And of course, Jochen won. Uh, that's how difficult it was yeah, for him because yeah, yeah. Jochen was there. But, but then the two players who were number one in each qualification group, Alex mm-hmm. didn't lose in qualifications. Jochen on the other side didn't lose in qualifications and both of them ended up in the finals. Yeah. So you're like, okay, this is, because you know, it's pretty good. Moment. So now that there's so many tournaments and so many new players happening, like, yeah. uh, did the game change? Because it mm. must have been different from three years ago now. Yeah, people are much, much better now. Much better at combat, yeah. Um, so there's still the people who were participating before this all started who still win. Like, Jochen yeah. has been winning the EJCs for yeah. 10 years in a row, yeah. pretty much. I think it was eight years in a row, and so, then he didn't he didn't win in Brunek, but then he won again this yeah, year. So, so it's like it, it was a minor minor slip indeed, up. But it yeah. doesn't seem to be so much influenced by the huge amount of new players and the amount of new structure. But I think there is, like I say, there is just a level of play in Berlin, which is really difficult for other people to match because, mm-hmm. like I say, there was years where we were playing once or twice a week, like for an hour once or twice a week, playing combat like seriously against some of the best combat players. And that's what happened with Owen. He turns up in Berlin. Owen, uh, he was okay at juggling. Yeah. Not very good. And you said last yeah, night yeah. that you turned up at the same time. Yeah, as I, I, I arrived at the same time. So this was January 2012. I think he yeah. was there for one or two months. And we were at the same level of juggling, at, at the same level playing combat. Yeah. And a year later, it yeah. was not that same level anymore. It wasn't the same like, level. Yeah. So Owen went, <laughs> Owen went from, I remember playing, playing against him in Munich EJC late at night, mm-hmm. and he was just some annoying Irish kid who knew me from somewhere, I don't know. Uh, and would kind of be like, oh, I'm chatting and stuff. And, and, uh, and it was really funny that I even, because I kept a diary for that year, I even wrote down in the diary, sort of like, oh, this guy was, you know, playing combat and had fun with him. And that was Owen, and he was useless. Yeah, and then... Two years th- later. Three years later. Yeah. Well, that was, what was that, 2000 and... When was Munich? It was 2011, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, 2011. Fast forward to 2015, and he's beating me in the final of the EJC fight night, which at the time was the biggest tournament, 70 people entered, and it's him and me. So that's, that's a journey that you can go for in four, four years. But that doesn't happen to everyone. That really happens from him. Yes, because he's playing. in Berlin and playing all, all these open yeah. trainings. But there's lots of people who come in and do, can do pretty well. Like Eva came in and um, beat me at the, at the British Juggling Convention and got through to the final of the EJC that year. He's been there. Uh, I think he's been in the army, uh, in the Norwegian national mm-hmm. doing national service, marching band stuff, whatever he does, does juggling with guns and things like that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Have you not seen him? No. He's, oh, you should you should watch his some okay, of his videos. Yeah, he does these know. you know these marching like the uh, he was in Edinburgh for the. I've seen gun jugglers, but I haven't seen. Yeah, he does the, he does this, this spinning and yeah. you know it's like the marching stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know I know what you mean. And he's a and he's a juggler, so he's the guy who goes out the front and does the spinning thing. So it's uh, so anyway, he's been doing that for the last year and a half. So he's not been doing much combat. But he came to one tournament this year, the, the Dutch Juggling Championship, mm-hmm. came in, won it. Yeah. That's his only tournament this year. Yeah. He's unbeaten this year, you know. Yeah, so. Without any Berlin experience. Yeah. What I think I'd like to do, my only ambition in combat is to win the EJC, because I've been in seven or eight finals now, whatever it's been now. I can't even keep track. I've lost so many times to Jochen in the final. I lost to Jay Gilligan twice in the final, and to Owen. Like, so I've lost to, to Jochen like five or six times in the EJC final. So I've always, I've come second Eight of the twelve years it's happened, or whatever. Besides the years that Alex got second, like yeah, so Alex got yeah, before. Alex got Alex got second twice. I've got second eight times. Yeah, eight and times, then. and I think that's it. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think anyone else. I don't. I think it's only been me and Jochen coming second ever. Like that's the kind. Of, no, me and Alex coming second to Jochen, and me coming yeah. second to other Eva. people. Eva. Oh, Eva came. Second. Oh, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So yeah. So there's there's yeah, been yeah. three people who've come second ever. 
But I've never, I've never, never got over that age. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to win the EJC and then I will retire from, uh, in, well, how to say, like enthusiastic participation. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a fight night, I'll take part or maybe not. Like I'm not going to go for, oh, I've got to protect my rankings or I want to be ranked number no. one or I want to be seeded number one in this tournament and that kind of thing. I just want to be like, oh, you know what, I can, I can take this, I can take this easy, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, and I want to do that. And so next year, I'm probably, I'll, I'll maybe enter like small tournament if I happen to be at a convention, but rather than being invited, oh, that's what some of that happened was that beforehand, you know, people would always say, oh, we want you to come to a convention and we'd like you to perform in the show and maybe do some workshops. And I'm like, yeah, great, like that. But in the last two years, it's been like, we'd like you to come to the convention. We'd like you to organize the fight night. Uh, and do you have an act for the gala show? You know, yeah, it's yeah, literally it's been same. that way around, and I've been like, oh, okay. So that's what people want me to come—not just take part in the fight night, but organize the organize mm-hmm. the fight night, like, and then so the next year, you know, they can learn and that kind of stuff. So that's been that's been a lot of fun for that to happen. But yeah, it's a yeah, it's. Uh, but next year, I think I'm just gonna. I've already been invited to like two festivals, or one one festival and one convention, which I'll which I'm doing the fight night. But then I'm not gonna because I, I kind of just enjoy. Uh, organizing it and running it and things mm-hmm. and having this pressure. So next year I'm gonna win the EJC fight night and then I'm just gonna take it easy. <laughs> next year, and I'm okay. just gonna I'm just gonna well yeah, maybe the year after. Uh, maybe the, I don't. Yeah. Sometime I'll keep entering the EJC fight night, but otherwise I'm gonna leave it because there's like another whole generation of young players who they just I'm not saying that oh I'll just I'll let them become number one. But there's one of those the kind of things that's like it's. It's more interesting for me to see what other people are doing, like to see other people going for it, and not just me and Yoka now, and like the yeah. us two old guys, thirty-something guys. It's much more. I think it would be much more fun if like some somebody else, except for me and Yoka, be at the top of the rankings. Because last after last night, yeah, we're number yeah. one and two again, like it's been for years. So. Speaking of you and Jochen, I actually I have a clip of you and Jochen playing, which is yeah. relevant to my last thing about combat that I want to mm-hmm. talk about. I'm sure you'll recognize because you shot this or you didn't shoot this video because yeah. you're on the clip. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you, you have, have a, cli- have a clip, clip of me and Jochen fighting at the yeah. EJC. They'll see it also. Oh sure. yeah, so, oh yeah, that one, yeah, it is and one of those the hand. things. You see, the, you see the thing? Yeah. And then the point goes to Jochen. Yeah, the point goes to Jochen, and it was kind of, that could have been, that could have been my point. Look, this is the thing, with, with, the, with the tournaments getting more and more professional, more serious, Well, more it's players. not more professional, it's just sort of like, it, they mean more, and, but that's the thing, yeah. like, um, I don't want to get too much into this one, in the, into this question, but... Last year at the EJC in Bruneck, there was a dispute about some rules, mm-hmm. and it was really stressful, and it kind of ruined a big part of my EJC. But is there, there a need a... for a rule-based then for combat, and should it come from the same person who makes the whole ranking system? Well, that's the that, thing. That is... In that case, that would have been me, that would have been me mm-hmm. in my favour, overruling yeah. someone who should have been doing. But the thing is, Martin, who was who was hosting that and was mm-hmm. refereeing that. He knew what happened, but he is also realizing what we need to do is move on. Because yeah. in this situation, even if something happened that's slightly unfair, it's a for, the, for the, the sake of... Tell, yeah, but for the, I mean, when you look at the video... Tell, then the audience will just decide yeah. to boo whoever out. But, but, for the, but, for, but for the audience at the time, For those who didn't fun. see what, what actually happened here... It was a fun one. Well, what happened was that I, I knocked Jochen's club onto the floor, and after I knocked Jochen's club onto the floor, he decided that he wanted my club, and then ripped out of my hand. 
and yeah. pulled pulled it away. So he made a steal after he yeah, already dropped out. I knocked his club onto the floor. His club was on the floor, and then he was like, "I'll take Luke's club." I mean, he didn't do it on purpose. Oh, it's not like he did it on purpose, but mm-hmm. like in the in the spur of the moment, he's like, you know, I knocked a club, and he and he went like that, and he grabbed my club, and then mm-hmm. and then was like, "Oh, a club, great." Because it goes so fast. Like, yeah, and it's maybe so fast. Jochen didn't even see it. And you that's know, the cause... thing. There's a you have to have a balance of how how serious are you going to take this? Uh, well, not so how serious. It's like how um, do you want do you want something which is really just a game, which is really just a fun thing to play? Like me and Jochen have been playing playing for years, but it's not like what's more important: stress, friendships, um, uh, moving on, an entertaining event, a, a non-complex event, sort of like when it's clear Jochen ended up, he was the last one juggling. Do you want to say, oh, that wasn't valid, that was valid? You know, there's all these different issues that you've got to do. And at the time, I balanced, balanced it out. I was like, hmm, Martin made a call. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's just go with the call. With it, because last year, I didn't, and it was and a lot of stress. stress and yeah. it was a lot of stress. But as we go along, just organize it. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I'd like to step back and actually do more organizing. Because I would love to be, mm-hmm. like, maybe not so much hosting this, but actually being the final referee and say, no, this is, this is not good. And there's some referees who do this who have seen somebody do something and they've gone, actually, no, you're not having that point. Yeah. The other person's having that point or nobody Yo, gets a what's point. What's the guy in like England that. called again? Because he takes himself serious, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, there's, yeah. I use that as an example. Yayan, who yeah, did yeah, that one like that. Yeah. And, he, and Eva did this attack where he dropped and then there's a club in the air, like uh, against John or John Pete, I think it was. There's a club in the air and he jumps up and grabs that club again and Yayan is like, yeah, it was amazing. It looked fantastic. You ended up juggling four clubs, but like they weren't your clubs to juggle at that point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so... You get the yellow club, yeah. you get the yellow card, you don't get that point, and let's keep So we just need Giant to come over to the EJC. Yeah, I mean, but the point is, you just got to get someone who both kind of understands the game enough to be mm-hmm. willing to be judging and not taking part. Indeed, if, yeah. indeed. And also with a strong enough personality and a strong enough conviction to say, this, this is the way it's going to go, and just say, no, I know yeah. it's right. I know and, I and, and also, that. if you look back on video, you'll know I'm right, because the video evidence will show I'm right. Mm-hmm. No, I think well, that was a deep dive. That was combat. a deep dive. I'm, yeah. I'm sure all the combat players around the world will enjoy. Yeah. But um, you've been known for much more than just a combat thing. We started with the known for thing. Another big community project is going to start soon again. The top forty. Top forty jugglers of the year. Oh yeah, this is yeah. A, this is one of those things. People know me for doing that. Indeed. Like, Which also been running for. It was really funny. I can't remember who it was. It was eleven years. Oh, since two thousand three. So a lot more. Yeah, thirteen years. So it was really fun when I when I did the I think it was in 2010 I did this really stupid rap version mm-hmm. of it and lots of people enjoyed that. Still, actually, one of my most most viewed videos on YouTube. So it's got like 30,000 views. Yeah, because it's not just the the event itself. Just the effort you put in into presenting this. Uh... Yeah, well, that's just one thing. So like, if you're if you're a professional juggler and and that's the thing, all of my projects that are all... and a professional video editor, yeah. scene, a professional <laughs> yeah. singer, and a professional. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, I have a lot of things, and everything that I do, like, some of it is to make me look good, of course, because, like, as a, as a professional entertainer, I'm wanting to entertain people, and, of course, ego does come into that. But as much as possible that I do, I, I always try and encourage other people and, and give back to the community, juggling community and the juggling scene. So uh, that's always the thing that I, I consider. Like, because mm-hmm. if it's just me, oh, look at me, I just make... I'd make, I'd just point a camera at myself and do juggling videos of me, you know? And I do do that sometimes. Like, there's some videos, but, like, there's not many videos that I make which is just, like, and now look at me juggling. It's fine for people to do that, but mm-hmm. I always want it to be, like, 
and let's have a look at some other people as well. So that's why back in the day I set up the British Young Juggler of the Year show uh, in the UK, which was to encourage younger jugglers, jugglers younger than me, to get up on stage and to give them something to do at a convention. You know, and it's the same with the, you know, organ I organized EJCs, at, uh, open stages at the EJCs for a few years, like in, in, um, in uh, 2010 and 2011 and 2008 and twelve as well. Anyway, I organized lots of, not yeah. 12, yeah, but I organized like lots of open stages and shows at um, and the open stages at the EJCs, but it got a bit too much to do that. Like in Munich, I organized, I think, nine shows in eight nights. Oh, I was, I was in charge of the venue of doing that, and, that's, and it, gets a, it gets a little bit much, which you know now, actually, or being a main organizer, one of the main yeah, organizers yeah, yeah, at the EJC it's, this it's, year. It's, it's you get to the end of it, and I was like, well, that was, I guess an EJC happened. I saw, <laughs> I saw this, like I say, I saw the, all of the open stages. Uh, that was, you know, that was it, but it, it gets mm -hmm. a bit too much. So, so yeah, all of these things. And the, the top 40 of the year, it, again, uh, sharing other people, like sharing with the scene, like focusing on other people, because uh, I've never been to be number one, so it's always other people. Uh, video it's editing is what I like. Uh, music stuff, which I can mix in sometimes as well. Also, like I say, it comes down to um, uh, numbers and rankings and systems. Mm -hmm. yeah, that I do fight night combat rankings, and I also do the top 40 jugglers, like, um, and run that survey and things like that. That's, uh, that's a fun one too. Um, yeah, and, and just and just having fun and just making it and I don't know what I'm going to do for the top 40 jugglers of the year results presentation mm. this time lots of people enjoyed Lewis Kennedy doing the, like running down the results yeah, last year yeah might send it to somebody else so maybe I'll get someone else to do it but also I kind of you know I've done some music stuff and also there was a year where I did a version I copied every juggler so I made 40 oh, that was amazing 40 these things and stuff and that was another thing because people went oh i didn't know you were a good juggler <laughs> that's always because you know i was doing this thing with six ball sight swaps and this other thing with five and people go oh, that's actually you, know, yeah, you like do a lot people of people who got to know you in the later stage before yeah. you fleshed 11 balls or yeah after yeah like, like, i'll put it this way yeah in the time when back in the back in the day i was known as a good juggler not because i was a good juggler but like i say it was because i was one of the only jugglers who put videos of myself mm -hmm. online so i was known as a as a good juggler even if i compared to other jugglers not not that good but like being known as a good juggler and an interesting juggler or a juggler who came up with lots of tricks or performed lots of weird shows when I'm not performing at juggling conventions anymore and I'm not releasing videos and I'm not doing that kind of stuff like I'm just playing combat and people go oh I knew you played combat but I didn't know that you could flash 11 balls and I was like yeah was yeah. that it? No, what else do you want to know about the uh, the the um, no, the... I'm good like overall it just seems like you put so much time and effort into these juggling community projects that you just get like a name out of in this thing so but i think it would well, be pretty much a motivation anyone can do it but the thing is you do it no but i mean like that's the thing like when last year like martin from uh what's his name martin will wills martin really wills willie wills he was just like hey i wanna i wanna i wanna be luke I, well <laughs> i don't know he was just like i wanna host some shows how do you do that and i was just like host shows yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like oh, I want to organise some fight nights and I was like mm, go for it yeah he did, like he, did. he stepped up and, and he just stepped up it. and now he is someone where if someone goes oh we need a show host and they're like oh uh, Martin yeah, I'm, I'm all it. pissed because of the Dutch Journey convention like yeah. I want to organise shows and yeah. every day I'm like oh let's 
contact the Dutch Training Organization yeah. team. And they're like, like, oh, Martin's already asked Martin yeah. from Belgium, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Belgium guy. Like, yeah. what? So, I'm Dutch, I'm Dutch. So that's the thing, all you have to do is volunteer. Like, every convention is looking for people to host shows, to organize shows, to organize events, to organize open stages, to run all of these different kind of things. All it takes is for one person to go, Oh, I'll give that a go. And sure, if I've got a reputation for being bossy or taking over and stuff like that, but the point is, if nobody organises it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Yeah. And it just takes one person. You don't even have to be good at organising because, to be honest, after five shows, you're going to be much better at jumping. Yes. You're going to be yeah, better at hosting shows. Sure. You're going to be better at organising shows. You'll know, ah, oh, I put 19 acts in this show and it ran for three and a half hours. How do I make it not run for three and a half hours? You're like, well, first of all, 19 acts, not too many for a show, you know. So as people just get better at it, you can do it. So, and, um, and this year as well, uh, Leanne and Melissa in mm-hmm. the Netherlands, they were just like, oh, we're organizing a fight night. And I was like, great. And they're actually, I invited those guys over um, to the European Masters and they're gonna, they're just as guests yeah. because, yeah. Uh, and I did that with Martin last year. He's not the top, he's not one of the top 10 combat players in the world. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's even the Martin Wills Memorial Prize, which is for the person <laughs> who has entered most tournaments and not qualified for one and it's named after him. Still the record, record holder for that. I think he did nine tournaments without qualifying. So, oh. but it's, uh, participation is rewarded. Uh, but the point is he had organized, helped organize so many and hosted so many fight nights last year that I was like, I'm going to give you some money because I had a bit of money left over. I'll give you some money to come over to Berlin and just to, just to hang out for the day. And yeah. I gave him a video. He, he was doing yeah, he streaming was doing and stuff like that. Chris. Live streaming. And uh, Leanne and Melissa, they've organized like nine or ten fight nights this year. So I was just like, hey guys, if you want to come over, be part of it. And, and next year, whoever organizes the most tournaments in fight night, I'll probably invite them and help yeah. pay for their travel so to come to thing, Berlin. Just, just start or something. And... Yeah. And that's the key thing. If you want to do something, literally everybody is waiting. There will be a few people who go, oh, you're doing too much, you're taking... But the reason I'm a professional juggler is because every time someone said, oh, we need someone to perform in a show, I'd be like, oh, I've got an act. Oh, we need someone to host a show, I'll host a show. Oh, we need someone to do this, I'll do that. And those skills, when I, because I did that from 2000 through to 2005 or something like that, that's the reason why I'm a professional juggler now. That's the reason, mm-hmm. that's the way I became a good performer is just because every opportunity that I got to get up on stage, I got up on stage and sure people were sick of me for two years, but now people aren't sick of me or maybe they are, I don't know. But the point is that like what I've given back, what I've achieved or what I've, what I've enabled other people to do with the shows that I've organized, with the fight night, with the top 40 jugglers and all these, all these other things, and more on top of that that I'm proud of what I've let other people to do has been totally worth me being annoying on stage and mm. not being very good at hosting shows for a few years yeah. and people going oh Luke should sh- shut up he's oh, I mean he's always on stage so, like for the for the people that I pissed off 15 years ago for, for the amount of people that I've helped and encouraged to juggle I, I think it's worth it so get on stage piss people yeah. off be the annoying person who gets on stage all the time. In a few years' time, people will be like oh we need someone this guy <laughs> yeah I think that so, it works so, out pretty well so, and that's not just me. I see it happening with other people as yeah. well. So, uh, I think yeah. if people from watching this want to find out more about you, where should they look? Because you're all over for sure. But mm. what's your favorite spot on the web? Um, YouTube is a good place. You can follow me on YouTube. I post lots of juggling videos, combat videos as well. I'm starting to do a bit more vlogging now. I used to release videos where it was just me talking to the camera. But that was, weirdly, it was kind of before vlogging, video blogging was a thing. I mean, it was a thing, but it was too difficult to be a thing. Like, you know, 
people wouldn't want to be, oh, I'll watch a 10 minute video of somebody talking to camera about something. Of course, those videos were popular. I had one about me talking about a costume, about me packing my case, yeah, actually, about me making this. color changing rings, yeah. about some clubs and stuff. And it was weird. It was only when I, like this year, when I was thinking, oh, I want to maybe think of getting back into doing more of those things a bit more regularly, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it's not just my my channel isn't just combat videos and other juggling videos. You know, so there's a bit more con like ten minute videos of me, talk, you know, doing stuff, and um, and I thought, well, I'll get back into it. And then, of course, as soon as I started looking back through, YouTube was like, hey, you've done all of these videos in the past, and I was like, yeah, I've got like 150 videos or maybe more than that on YouTube, and quite a, like quite a few of them were me like doing workshops to the like talking oh these are all the clubs that I have in my house and I go mm -hmm. through all the different clubs and then I and talk about those kind of things and I did, I'd forgotten how much stuff that I'd put out then I was like I've always enjoyed doing this stuff why don't I do a bit more so so I've been doing a bit of that I'll do some vlogging oh I did one with me going traveling to go onto a cruise ship and then performing my two shows on a cruise ship I released that last week and, and it got some really good response not not a massive number of views but lots of comments personally and um, like on Facebook and stuff like Facebook messages saying oh this was actually really interesting to see what it's like to be a juggler who travels and does a show on a cruise ship because it's, it mm -hmm. was an interesting like that I traveled in two shows in one day and kind of captured what it's like to go yeah. through that in one day so that's and a so that's what that's what I'm thinking of doing at the moment of course you can follow me on Twitter Luke Roger on Twitter on Instagram I, I, I have not posted there in the last few weeks very much but you can follow me on Instagram I'll post stuff there as well and also um, yeah website I don't update that so much I still post to the blog but pretty mm -hmm. much yeah um, it's a nice oversight yeah you so YouTube YouTube so very useful for YouTube and Twitter YouTube and Twitter Instagram and yeah, I guess be my friend on Facebook I, I, I'll be everyone's friend on Facebook I might not follow you in my main feed, but I'll, I'll be anyone's friend. Anyone who looks like a juggler, I'll be their friend on Facebook too, and they can keep up with me in that way too. So that's, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best way. And also, if you do subscribe on YouTube, you'll see the top 40 of 2016 voting video, and everyone will be able to vote there. List your top 10 jugglers mm -hmm. there. I'm sure when this comes out, you said this is coming yeah, out in December. In December. Well, maybe you've already voted. Uh, subscribe to my channel for the uh, results video yes. and other stuff like that so uh, yeah. yeah I usually I ask you for the for the final thing like if you could quick show a quick trick but just since you're a bit ill I didn't really prepare you on it and I don't really I don't have any juggling I, stuff I do have some balls if you like like if, okay. there's, if there's anything you'd, you'd love to to show for these last five seconds and then we say goodbye to the camera what's this okay make it stupid make it last is that good? That's good. Is this it, good? it proves it proves you're actually it's, you're the real deal they're like squeeze catchers even with the uh, even with solid balls, not with bean bags, I can still do squeeze catches. Oh, well, mostly. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. I'll we could have talked about squeeze catches also forever. No, no, also no. Thing. Oh, you like the squeeze catches? That's another thing which I did years ago, and now I people, people yeah. are actually like, oh, these are things. So now other people are making squeeze catch videos. It's just fun to see too. I've almost finished my drink. I've got one mouthful. So when I yeah. finish this, is this will be the end of the video? Will it? it will okay. be. Mm. Well, that was good timing. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. That's good. Thanks for watching over here. Thank you very much for listening to the second episode of Juggle Jabber. Um, producing these interviews is still very new to me, so if you have any feedback at all, please reach me at hello at danielsimu.com and you can also like the Facebook page to stay updated for about all future episodes. That's it for now, see you next time!